Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, January 20th at the fairgrounds. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We have a derby prep that is the last leg of their late pick four, last race of their card, race 13, the Lecompte. And, uh, Jim, that'll wrap up the late pick four. We'll pick it up in race 10 where the thing starts. It's the Silver Bullet Day for three-year-old Phillies, so a step on the road to the Kentucky Oaks. They'll go a mile and 70 yards here. How'd you see this race? I think it goes through West Omaha, the Brad Cox uh, filly uh, with Louis Saez. Uh, she uh, finished second in the Untappable, which is basically the, the prep for this race uh, back in December. Beats Sistina Chapel, comes back, who tries her again. Uh, Sistina Chapel lost to her by three lengths, but she had a she had a tough trip. So I think those two coming out of the Untappable are, are certainly the top of the of the list here. And I think West Omaha has uh, a tactical advantage. I'm also going to use Miss Code West. Uh, this horse may get an easy lead. I don't know how to play good pay good is going to be uh she's got some speed but i don't think it's very very good speed miss code west comes out of remington and she's uh, she went wire to wire last time out in the seventy-five thousand dollars stakes race muddy track moved her up but 79 buyer nothing to sneeze at and sometimes those remington horses come out of there and they do well at either oakland or fairgrounds so i'm gonna use miss code west too but west omaha assisting the chapel miss code west in that order i ended up uh, using miss code west on top she had a 79 buyer figure last time out in the stake at Remington, and that's the best in this group. Now, it's a step up in class from Remington to here at the fairgrounds, but uh, I'm going to put a little extra faith in that buyer figure since it's a significant advantage against this group. She's four to four, four out of four to start her career, and I don't think this is the toughest field in the world. So uh, Miss Code West for me over Perfect Shot and West Omaha. I think uh, both of those... Uh, on on paper, have faced a tougher schedule for sure. But I'm going to think of Miss Code West, maybe off that last race, might just be a little better than these. The 11th race is the Colonel E.R. Bradley on the turf at a mile and a 16th, four year olds and up. I thought um, there were three horses in here for me. Strong quality I took on top. She ran pretty decently, or he ran pretty decently in a couple of grade ones. Only beaten uh, less than four, I think it was, by up to the mark last summer. Back on the turf after running on the, the dirt in the last couple. And that race that uh, came off the turf at Churchill, maybe horse just freaked and they uh, put him back on the dirt. I think he's better on the turf. And he gets uh, back on the grass in this spot. Beatbox, very consistent for Cherie DeVoe. Got to use that one. And then Rising Empire defeated Beatbox, two backs. Maybe he bounced in that next race, or maybe there was some more trouble than it than it looks. So I'm going to put that one on the ticket for Walsh as well. So two, eight, and nine. I'm going to use all three there with strong quality on top. How do you see the Colonel E.R. Bradley? Well, I've got those three. If, if this race was at Turfway, I'd take Beatbox because Beatbox really likes synthetic. But had, you know, he's been very steady on uh, on turf, including the last race at Fairgrounds where he lost by length to two Emmys. Rising Empire comes out of that same race, but two Emmys got the lead there, and two Emmys is much tougher than this field. Uh, he just he just went to the went to the front. Uh, unfortunately, he had a training accident after that, and uh, he's not with us anymore. But that was his last race, and he went to wire to wire. So I think Beatbox nor Rising Empire really had a shot there. Rising Empire was probably hurt more by it because he beat Beatbox the last time when he went wire to wire. So I'm going to use both those two. I'm going to use strong quality. Mark Cassie, this horse has got a lot of back class coming out of uh, 
uh, Manhattan and the Arlington Million last year, so grade one company. But I'm also going to use a couple other horses. I'm going to use um, Brigadier General for Dallas Stewart. This horse is trying the turf for the first time. They tried to get him on the turf at Keeneland, one of the few times that we took him off the turf in October on October 20th, and he went wire to wire to win the race on the dirt uh, at 7-1. to one. So they brought him back. Uh, tried him on the dirt again, but now he goes back to to, to get try a turf try. So I, I think Dallas really likes this horse on the turf, and I, I think at ten to one he's worth a shot at here. And then uh, who took the money for Brett Calhoun coming off a a nice prep race, the Louisiana Turf hundred thousand race um, on de- December 9th, and the horse that beat him that day came back and won. So I'm a little five deep in here. I think this race is really the most wide open of the sequence. The Louisiana is next up. It's grade three, mile and a 16th, four-year-olds and up. A couple of horses in here that I think could be major players at the handicap level. you got Saudi Crown, Smile Happy. Is it one of those two, or do you find somebody else? No, I think it's one of those two. Uh, I like five-star general. Uh, I just think he's a, a fairly significant notch below those two. And I think you've got the speed of the race in Saudi Crown, and if somebody does, I can't see anybody in here really going with him. Uh, Five-star general uh, does have a lot of positional speed. He's not as fast as Saudi Crown, but he may try him. If he tries him and hooks him, then it sets up perfectly for Smile Happy because Smile Happy is uh, very content to come from off the pace. Uh, these horses have run in grade ones, multiple grade ones, including Breeders' Cup Classic for Saudi Crown, where he went off at 7-1, to one, but was very disappointed, disappointing in that race. So, smile happy Saudi Crown. If you don't get by this leg with those two, you're, I'm not going to hit. So, I'm just going to use those two. I really don't see any other horse that I can make a case for. Yeah, I'm uh, right with you there. I took Saudi Crown on top only because... I think he's a little more trustworthy than Smile Happy, who throws in a clunker every once in a while. I've heard Kenny McPeak say the the horse is a little bit of a mental issue at times. So um, just on that angle, not as much trust in Smile Happy. I'm going to take Saudi Crown just throughout the Breeders' Cup Classic, and uh, this horse has been very consistent otherwise, has good speed. So um, Saudi Crown for me, but certainly wouldn't be surprised to Smile Happy. Ran a big one. So I'll have both of those on my pick four and nobody else. And then the last leg is the LeCompte for three-year-olds. Mile and a 16th on the road to the Derby here. It's grade three. And I'm not sure that Ethan Energy is uh, the one to to beat for sure. I'm going to take him as my, I'll say, key horse in here. Uh, I'm not wild uh, to, you know, about him. Well, I'm not, I'm not just uh, think he's a cinch to win or anything. I just think he's the horse that could increase your payoff a little bit. I was really impressed with how he dominated what looked to be a pretty good group in his maiden win over this fairgrounds track. It's Brad Cox and Stone Street, so strong connections. And he's not as accomplished as the other two main rivals in here. So that's where you can try to get a little better price in an exacta. I think Track Phantom, if I had to play a win ticket and nothing else, I'd probably go on Track Phantom off that win in the Gunrunner. I think Rosario coming in to take this mount uh, is uh, significant too. But uh, Nash, if he bounces back to his race two back, he's a major player. He threw in a clunker in the gun runner. And so if one of those two isn't in the top two and Ethan Energy is, it uh, helps the exacta, I think, significantly. And then I'm going to throw in one more horse, uh, next level, the one horse. Big price, but the DeSormo barn hits down there on some of these prices like this. Horse broke his maiden at the fairgrounds, has speed and the rail. So 
at a big price. I'm going to put that one on the ticket to try to you know, light up the tote board at the back end of my pick four. But uh, I'm going to make Ethan Energy my key horse and use all four of those on my pick four ticket. How do you see the Lecompte? I'm going to go four deep. I'm not using that horse that you, the next level that you use, but I'm, I, I'm intrigued by the name of the stables. It's the Don't Tell My Wife Stables. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the one that had those two horses, I think, a few years ago. Larry Colmas's famous race call yep. up at Monmouth, Don't yeah. Tell My Wife and the Wife Knows Everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Either that or they named their stables after those racehorses. One I'm of the sure. two, yeah. Yeah. I thought this race... You can't tell these three-year-olds, and it's obviously their first race as a three-year-old, so they're just barely over two. Uh, Track Phantom, the one angle I've got there is that um, a horse that's in this race, Lat Long, the sixth horse, which I'm not going to use to my chagrin, I've got a tip on this horse first time out at Churchill. And they said McPeak loved this horse, and this horse was going to win, and he went off at eight to one, and he got beat by eight to three quarters, ran pretty well. But then I played him three times after that, and he could not break his maiden. And then, um, then the third time that he that he didn't break his maiden, I got the same phone call from the same guy, and he said, they're going to win today. And after the race was over with, he said, we couldn't have beaten Track Phantom if he had gone around twice. So Track Phantom beat Lat Long by four and three quarters that day. Lat Long ran an 80 buyer, ran a really good race, and Track Phantom just blew him away. So I think Track Phantom is the logical player here. If he transferred, he's already transferred the form from Churchill to Fairgrounds by winning the Gunrunner. So he's the favorite in here, and I almost singled him. But I, you know, to get a price, I mean, I could I could give you an eighteen dollar ticket singling Track Phantom, but I'm going to give you a seventy two dollar ticket using three more, and those are the three Brad Cox horses, uh, Nash, which you mentioned, did a, had a clunker in the Gunrunner, but only got beat by three lengths to Track Phantom. Went off at one to two off that ninety seven buyer from Churchill when he broke his maiden back in November. So uh, well-touted, uh, he could bounce back from that race. There's no reason why, just because Track Phantom being in three links, he doesn't improve more. Ethan Energy, the one that you mentioned for Brad, um, won the race at, at Fairgrounds, the maiden special weight, by five and a quarter, and gets Saez. And then uh, I'm also going to use the other Brad Cox, Awesome Road. And this one broke his maiden. It was an 88 buyer at Ellis Park. And they brought him to the Breeders' Futurity at Teenland, and he went off 3-1. to one. I think he was second choice that day. And he got beat by Locked in the wine steward. That's nothing to, to sneeze at. But he really ran badly that day. They brought him back at Tucky, Tucky Club. And he was in contention to the top of the stretch and faded. He was the favorite that day. So they're not giving up on uh, on this horse. He gets Concepcion, who just lost his bug boy status, so he's got full weight, but he's a really good jockey, uh, hitting at a 19% rate in 2023. So, yeah, I think I'm going to throw in Awesome Road. He may not run. He's entered at Turfway uh, this weekend. Turfway has canceled for this weekend, so I'm assuming they're going to ship Awesome Road uh, or they're going to leave him down there at Fairgrounds and then run here because they're going to ship him from Fairgrounds where he's been working. So, um I, I got to think that Brad's going to leave him in here, and he's going to outside shot as being the other Brad Cox. So four deep here. All right, pick four tickets. I'm going to go uh, a very mild ticket here. I don't see any uh, big prices, so uh, I'm going to play it conservatively. Thirty-six dollar ticket, one three six with two eight nine with two three with one two five seven. Thirty-six bucks for me. How'd you structure your ticket? Okay, I'm going a little deeper. Three six eight with two three five six 
2389 with 23 with 2578 and that is a $72 ticket. If you love Track Phantom in the last race, you can play that same ticket for 18 bucks. Best of luck with your plays on Saturday. Uh, it'll be a little dicey with weather. I think uh, Oakland may be canceled uh, and I know uh, uh, Turfway's out. Uh, New York could be a little iffy maybe. I don't know. So best of luck wherever you get to play or you choose to play and just keep your funds in that Keeneland Select account. Try to build them up for the spring meets not too far away at Keeneland. Best of luck. We'll see you next week for the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.